the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for July 12th, 2022. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our three valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. Whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive is free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at drurihotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask. It's a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple show. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level in beautiful New York. On Long Island, New York. How about that? Yeah, well, that's more accurate. I mean, it is New, New York is not inaccurate. That's for sure. Um, you know. Um, what about but, the traffic? Is that accurate? Well, good thing about it being July and August is I don't have to deal with a lot of the traffic. Oh, uh, you love that, it. Oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Unless... Unless you go out to your summer home on the Hamptons, and then you got to they deal with that. They don't let they don't let people like me out in the Hamptons. <laughs> That's your department. I mean, unless you let them, unless you you know you tell them, uh, let them in because I'm just a peasant. I just well, yeah. Uh, sometimes I tell them to let the gardener in. So yeah, you know, I mean, uh, <laughs> when I need the lawn mowed or something. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's, you know, that's for you, 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 you people up at the top. I am, uh, uh, anyway, I'm down at the bottom. Time to start talking a little bit more college hockey and man, it felt good today, Paul. I had a chance to go out to the family, uh, I don't know what they call it, the family hockey center, whatever it is in, in, uh, Denver and right. check out the Colorado Avalanche the defending um, Stanley Cup champions now as they uh, started their camp today officially. Um, right. Was a little surprised when I uh, got my first peek out there and the first coach I saw was David Carl. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a surprise, I guess, right? I mean, uh, I, I, yeah, no one had heard that, so that would definitely be, uh, um, would be a shocker in terms of 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 what uh, uh, what you would expect to see, I mean, it's not like there weren't well, a whole bunch of Denver-related players there anyway, right? I mean, well, yeah, I can't but, even uh, keep track of all the guys that are at the various. <laughs> I can. We got a list. Well, I'm glad you do because I am trying to. You know, this is. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Well, the good news, Pioneer fans, if you're listening, is David Carl was wearing his Denver gear, not the right. Colorado Avalanche gear, even for the camp. So 
<clears throat> there's no doubt that he's still your head coach, and he has not Boy, migrated was. over to the NHL. Well, he'll get rumored for that for a while. Oh, everybody. Every job that comes open, that's the thing. When is David Carl going to take that job? When is he going to do it? Uh, he uh, should my knowledge, that's just me. He, he's not interested. He's not interested. Um, well, I believe, a, yeah, I believe he he's got a really cushy, nice, not cushy, but. Cushy? Uh, nice, Did you tell him nice, that? Because I'm not going to tell him that. <laughs> nice job at Denver. Uh, the University of Denver, so I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. But it was uh, different to see him out there. Uh, I saw all, both groups today, uh, right. Sean Barons. I saw Taylor McCarr. I saw, um, gosh, Myers, Ben Myers. Uh, I saw a lot of guys that were pretty, uh, pretty impressive. But um, the beauty of it was I also got to see my old friend, um, from last year, of course, and that being the uh, the one and only Cameron Wright. So I thought that was pretty cool because he was an invitee for the uh, right. the Avalanche, and that was pretty classy of them to do that. Whether he's got a shot, I don't know, but they invited him out, and uh, who knows, he might end up with the Colorado uh, Eagles um, as point. they put their roster together. So who knows? But it was fun to see uh, Cam out there. Um, as I said tonight, I wanted to kind of spend the night talking about some of the guys that are going because clearly in our coverage area, the domination and maybe completely, I don't know how much you've been able to research, but it looks to me like 22 players from uh, Denver and uh, 12 that I know of from ASU. Is that close to correct? Yeah, I mean, if you, I, I assume the, that's the case if you count guys that were um... – you know, I, I, is that just guys from this year or that will be around this year or, or yeah free well agents that's kind of that's what i saw but there's got to be more i would think that have been well, invited that listen, have been it, previous sun doubles well you know for example i mean it caught us by surprise that ben cross was invited to the the coyotes camp yeah um not that, that not that i'm against it no, good for him sale. <laughs> good for him right you know um way too many of these guys got invited to toronto's camp well we'll do that again i'm sure um uh i mean i'm, I'm glad that the, the players are there but you know maybe i get them to switch teams or something i don't know <laughs> uh, i love it i absolutely um, love it you know i there's a there's a few teams that haven't even announced their development camp rosters, so yeah, like it could who? be more. We don't know. Yeah, um, I, I, we. I, and I think Tor Toronto was one of them. I think. Well, I was shocked because I didn't find out that uh, the Avalanche were having a uh, development camp until Sunday night, and Tuesday they're on the ice, and they're going to be on the ice Wednesday and Thursday, and then. Friday, they're doing a team-building event down in uh, Colorado Springs. So <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. Kind of looking forward to seeing uh, the Thursday four-on-four -four scrimmage. I think that'll be fun. Well, listen, uh, it gives the guys a chance to skate, right? Uh, you're not expecting things to be that physical. It'll get a little physical because, you know, these guys get on the ice and uh, – you know, it, it, it just is a, uh, you know, a natural thing with these guys. If they weren't competitive, they wouldn't be where they are. Even if they're undrafted free agents, et cetera, they still got to a certain level of hockey. And, you know, you don't get there without ha have that competitive gene in you to begin with. You know? Okay, so let me let me ask you this. I think this is one of the most unique situations. You got a guy like uh, Sean Barons, Cameron Wright, uh, both that played on a national championship team with DU in April. Now we go fast forward to July. They're on the ice with the uh, Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. I mean, it's got to feel weird because I know the, the regular guys aren't there. 
but it's got to still feel weird to go from uh, being with a national championship college team to a Stanley Cup winning team. I mean, the vibe has to be different or no. Uh, different, yeah. Yeah, I would definitely say different because, first of all, those guys, even if they are coming off the college championship, you know, now they're back down at the bottom. Yeah, of the best. <laughs> you know, um, and once again, this is not a knock on those guys. You no, know, it's absolutely not. not. On those guys at all. It's just the 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 cycle, so to speak. You know, you 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 get to a certain level of college, and now you're uh, you know back down again at the bottom. You know, uh, dealing with a little bit of the professional ranks. Um, Cameron Mike, did he make his decision yet? As far as what going back. Yeah, he's not going back. Okay, I just I I couldn't remember. No, he came on his on his fifth year, and he what he could have taken a COVID year, but he didn't want to hang around for six years. Where do you think he is? You? If he was smart, he would be me. <laughs> at least in terms of that. You know, uh, he, he's ready to move on with his life. He's got things to well, do. He's probably much smarter than I am, anyway. So. Um, yeah. Um, no, he's. He's made the decision to uh, give somebody will sign him a career uh, choice. At least somebody will it. sign him. I don't think he'll leave the uh, Avalanche organization. I think they'll they'll find a spot for him up in uh, Loveland, if nothing else, which is great for me because I love to watch watch the kid play and I love to visit with the kids. So um, here's the other thing that I thought was interesting, Paul, in the uh, or on the Denver side of things. They have three players who are committed to play for them as incoming freshmen this fall. Right. But they also have three players that are committed as incoming freshmen next fall that went to camps. And, of course, that being Garrett Brown uh, doing it virtually with the Winnipeg Jets, as you told us. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, if you go back, you should ask somebody about that. And, and uh, I'm just well, I don't know who I'd ask, but I'm going back. I'm going back tomorrow. Okay, so, well, listen, I don't know what your schedule is. I don't get the royal schedule around here. I just wait to get the crumbs that you throw me in. And, and, and anyway, from there. I don't. Anyway, so, so Garrett Brown about. with Winnipeg, Paxton Geisel uh, with the Avalanche, and Samuel Harris with the Panthers are all three 23 24 committed incoming freshmen to DU. Um, I just thought that was a bit odd, but nah, maybe not. As you told me, when you look at that list, that's why they're in the top ten all the time. Well, yeah, pretty much, right? I mean, this is—I mean, we know the COVID year was a, was a fluky year, and 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 listen, uh, as much as as much as people like to have those streaks, you know, uh, last forever. Eventually, they 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 snap. It's just a question of of how fast you bounce back to it. Um, you know, eventually you're going to have a down year. Now, was it very unusual circumstances for Denver to have that year they didn't win 20 games? Of course. But it's still, they played them, you know. Um, yep. And in, in a weird way, and, you know, we've talked to plenty of people well, certainly you have, but you know we talk. We talk to the coach. Um, I don't think there's any question they used it as a motivating factor. Certainly the players did. Yeah. And how they responded to it. So, uh, for every situation where you want to say, ah, this streak got broken, um, that streak getting broken and that disappointment of not continuing and not getting into the NCAA tournament, uh, put a chip on their shoulder. So, you know, as much as as they didn't want to see it happen, you know, if you turn around and, and do what they did in terms of 
turning around and winning a national championship. There's no question that it made a difference, at least in how they approached the 21-22 season. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> I did see some clips today from um, the Carolina Hurricanes and Walt Ruff, who's their PR guy, who used to be at uh, or with the Tucson Roadrunners, uh, put one out today and he said Massimo Rizzo lit, lit the team up on uh, on uh, breakaways. So uh, Massimo is, that's not a surprise to anybody that's watched Massimo play. Um, the question now is how many years can can the Pioneers keep them? Um, you, you look at guys like Mike Benning uh, with the Florida Panthers. Uh, Shai Bouillam um, went to Detroit's camp, obviously, along with Carter Mazur. Uh, Jack Devine down with the Panthers. Um, Jack Caruso uh, got an invite. Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, uh, I think the the accepted wisdom for college players is – to keep them in college a minimum of two years and three is kind of the the dividing line or seems to be the dividing line now how it all shakes out after everybody's done with the covid year we'll see but um that seems to be the dividing line to allow these guys to get physically more mature and physically stronger and bigger and 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 be able to do it um i don't want to say on a stress-free situation but um certainly in a controlled environment um you know i mean i mean let's face it 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 seems to be um what is what's going on because you have these players, you know, in most schools. I mean, obviously you have the Owen powers of the world and the Maddie Berniers of the world who, who, you know, played one season in college um, uh, to get that experience. Cause the, the NHL teams don't really want those guys playing in the minors. Right. Yep. You know, um, the minors is a different game than the NCAA. Um, takes a more of a physical toll. And you get the feeling that the, the NHL teams would rather those guys uh, mature at the big-time programs because they're operated like professional teams operate. So let them stay there. Well, and, and, and get to, work to your in point, that way. to your point, and I think when you look at it the other way, they're kind of the big fish on campus or the big men on campus um, as top draft picks. Where if you go to the AHL, you're uh, not only maybe the, the top draft pick, but you're going to be playing with guys that could be ten years older than you or yeah. more. Because yeah. uh, there, there's that's that side of the AHL where there's guys that are at the end of their career that are hanging on and and playing right. in the AHL. So I think that's so I confidence wise, Paul. I think by them staying in college for the two or three years, it gives them a chance to build confidence that they might not be able to build at the AHL level. Well, I, I agree with that too. And and once again. You know, it, it wouldn't be the first time. And I'm not saying anybody goes out there and tries to hurt anybody. Right. But you have a situation where uh, it has happened where that guy looking to, to get that last shot, I don't want to say take a run at somebody, but... You know, um, no, but but let's be honest on this. If you're take, playing, if you're playing in the AHL, you don't, you know, you're competing for a job, and you're maybe even competing for a paycheck and competing for an NHL spot. So right. you want to put your best foot forward, and that if that makes you a big defenseman, that's a hard hitting, 
um, whatever, you're going to do that because you're not going to want to um, not show your NHL club that right. uh, that you're not ready. So yeah. I, I think there's that to consider as well. But I think more importantly, just the fact that the guys like Amadi Beneers and, and uh, Hughes and guys like that um, just were standouts in their college uh, teams and, and were able to hone their skills and get better and better and better without having to worry about that type of situation that you're talking about. Uh, there's that, and, 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 you know, it didn't come up the other day, and it happened uh, in, in, in late in the draft. And um, a guy I'd look out for this year is down in, uh, with, in the Florida development camp. Because uh, I think he's going to have an extra chip on his shoulders this year in Jack Devine. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that was, up. Was <laughs> a guy rated in the top 100 oh, and easy. didn't go until the seventh round. Yeah, and... that was. Remember I told you that before the draft? I said if, if whoever gets Jack Devine at wherever spot is going to get a steal. I still think that. I think Florida's got a really oh. good hockey player. Uh, I'm just, you know, I didn't you know. I don't think anybody expected him to go in the first round or the second round, but uh, to well, go in the seventh, maybe late second, late second, the early seventh third. round. Yeah, that was, uh, I, um, I don't know. I don't know why he fell. Yeah. And it's not like there are any issues with him. It's no. not like, uh, there's a, 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 an injury history. Nope. At least not that we know about. Nope. Um, it's not a character issue. Nope. Uh, and, it's and going to be and fun I, for me to ask Coach Carl that when I get a chance one-on-one -on -one with him to find out if he knows why he dropped because that, that he might not know. Drop. Listen, he might not know either. He might not, but, you know, it be fun to ask. Well, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> um, you know, we only hear the stories about the guys that drop that are supposed to be drop, drafted in the top, right? I mean – Guys that are supposed to be drafted in the top ten and suddenly go in the, in the, you know, the bottom third of the first round, or say for example uh, this year somebody that's supposed to go first and doesn't, and ends up going fourth. I mean. You know, I mean, he's probably going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too. But, um, you know, usually you'll it, it's a story if a guy's supposed to go and say the top five or six and doesn't go until like the twenty third pick or what have you. Right. Um, you know, you'll hear those stories, but you're not you don't hear a lot of stories about the guy that's supposed to go late second or early third or even late third, dropping all the way down to the seventh round. Because it's not a sexy story. It's not, whether we like it or not. Um, but uh, that's going to be a very interesting thing to watch as we, you know, go through the development camps and and he comes back and 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 gets ready for the twenty two twenty three season up there in Denver and um, so. Well, I think the good news for Pioneer fans, Paul, is he's probably going to be around for two more years, at least. Well, at least uh, when two you're more two, years, right? He's not going to. When you're number 221, you better really stand out if you're going to leave college early. Well, but what, like I said, the, 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 the dividing line seems to be three years. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, if he, st if he, if he signs and joins the Panthers after his junior year, that's not a shock. No, not at all. You know, um, but now oh, the the pressure is is going to be self induced, uh, not just in college, but like I said, a guy like that, he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder for the rest of his career. So let me ask you this: I'm looking at the uh, the tweet from the NCHC that said 2022 NHL draft picks from the NCHC, and two names popped up on here that I'm not familiar with. Uh, first of all, it's pretty much dominated between Minnesota, Duluth, North Dakota, and Denver. 
St. Cloud State does have one. Omaha does have one. Uh, and Colorado College has one. And that's where I'm going to start. Noah Leba. Have you heard okay. that name around the Colorado College program before? Uh, not until uh, he was drafted. Yeah, but but did you knew that? No. Because well, of, I knew we it just because I, ch- I don't. I don't remember Mayot saying anything about that. Uh, well, I didn't hear that name anyway. You know, he he didn't uh, that I can remember. But he's a fourth round pick going to your Rangers. Who? What? <laughs> uh, no. Oh, okay. No. My bad. My bad. No. Wrong New I York don't... team. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um... here's the other one. Roger Lorenz, or Rieger Lorenz, uh, went in the second round, number 56. They have him as a forward going to Denver and playing for the NHL team in Minnesota. I don't remember seeing Rieger Lorenz on that Denver list that I just looked at either. Um, Do you remember hearing that or seeing that? No, and I usually have a pretty good idea. Like uh, like I said, uh, when uh, Paxton Giselle was drafted, I, I knew I had heard the name. You know, I knew it was it was on my radar. I just couldn't remember where. Right. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, uh, you know, some of them, are drafted probably a year before they're going to hit college because once again, we could be talking about a COVID situation. Sure. Yeah, I was just okay. curious. I was just curious um, when I saw that. So, I think that's what you what you got going on there. Let Let me ask one more thing before we go to break. Okay. Um, when you look at the names uh, of the Denver players, and then you look at what teams own their NHL rights. Let me just read them off, and then you tell me if you uh, see a theme here. Colorado, Florida, Pittsburgh, Florida, Detroit, Carolina, Tampa Bay, Colorado, Florida. Some pretty top-quality NHL programs went picking players that are at the University of Denver. Coincidence? Probably not. Uh, probably not for the, 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 the reasons though, that, that, um, it might be obvious. Um, you know, David Carl looked, has a certain thing he looks for and it just might be that those teams have similar mindsets in terms of the styles of play and the systems and, and, and so forth and so on. Okay, um, so I don't think it's all that unusual. Teams tend to favor certain styles. Yeah, you know, I, like I there guess... was a long time. There was a long time where um, my Islanders drafted very heavy Western Canadian. Right. Um, because those players tended to be stylistically what they were looking for. Well, I thought the one thing that was interesting to this is when you look at Tampa, Florida, uh, Colorado, obviously, because they're close and we'll be able to get a good eye on some of these players. But um, Tampa, Carolina, Florida, even Detroit, Pittsburgh, um, it, it seems to me that those are top-end organizations that are willing and looking to get players who come from top-end college programs. And it might be a stretch, but that's just kind of what I feel. Uh, I feel like if, you, uh, if you're if you a top-end college program, you're probably going to be coveted, your players are going to be coveted by top-end NHL teams. Anything to that? Well, I like I said, I think that's the case. Uh, obviously, if you're getting top end talent, I mean, uh, and like I, I, you have to be in a situation where I think it has to be uh, a stylistic thing. 
uh, you know, if you sit there and, and you look at, um, say, the team that bowed out of the Great Lakes tournament game. Oh, hold on a minute. They, there was? There was, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, they still have a lot of it? ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, they still have a lot of ones and, and, and high draft picks on right. their incoming rosters. Because they don't um, play in the Great Lakes Invitational. Well, that's true. They don't have to do that this year either. Um, <laughs> this time it wasn't by their choice. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it, 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 it really does, uh, you know, you could sit there and say that um, it's, there are just certain, like I said, I think it's just a style preference. Yeah. I think you might be right. To, you know, um, because we know so, that other maroon and gold team has a lot of draft picks too, but um, you know they well, have, I, I they have my, different teams that yeah you know they have a that, lot of Buffalo and Toronto and mm-hmm. and that sort of in Montreal. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going to go with that. Um, the interesting thing about this list of and I'll get off the pioneer list in just a minute. Um, But the interesting thing about the Pioneer list is that Bill Armstrong and the Arizona Coyotes um, gave one player, Justin Lee, um, an invite. Um, And then they drafted Miko Matika. I think that's how you say it. Um, I'm sure you're probably screwing that up, but, you know. Yeah, one of the Finns. Um, So is the mindset changing in Arizona behind one Bill Armstrong? We'll get into that and more in just a few minutes. We'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Comment? Let us hear from you on our 
text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple, the show where it all started on Podbean on the ITHSW Podcast Network. Scott Strandy with you tonight in Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein uh, out on that uh, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York, where he's about 10 feet below sea level in that basement, just uh, kicking back. Probably got land shark now because it's summertime. Probably got summer skates on. Just kick back as the servants doing some work around him and uh, preparing to do a second half of the College Hockey West Live podcast. Well, Paul, how cer- are you? certainly uh, <laughs> you have the summer skates part right. The rest of oh. it, I don't have the resources. And, you know, I, once again, I'm just a peasant here. I'm not the king. <laughs> That's you. You, you know, you and I are in much different strata. Uh, okay then let's uh let's go with that Um, i mean let's let's face it i mean you know uh, once again i'm down in my basement you're up there in the mountains with the big mountain view and Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know and gallivanting around to development camps and, and, and 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 the like and i'm just here so let's 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 call it like it is. So so anyway, uh, as I went to break, I was talking about the uh, change in culture possibly happening happening with the Arizona Coyotes, and I'm not talking about their brand new facility in Tempe. I'm talking about um, what's actually happening on the ice. Uh, are you starting to see that too with the college players that they selected in the draft? Well, I. You have to see a change of culture, right? I mean, you haven't won for a while. So what you're doing is uh, or wasn't working. Uh, I know they tried different stopgap things and so forth and so on. But, you know, now you're, you know, they're, they're, they're keeping their picks and um, they're drafting some guys especially at forward that seem to be high end talent. Um, you know, you're, I'm sure that if you went to their development camp up there at the ice in Scottsdale, um, you know, between Dylan Gunther and Logan Cooley and Connor geeky and Josh Doan and, 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 and a few of the others, um, John Farinacci, I believe he played on the national development team program too. Certainly Uh, did. You know, you're sitting there and like, okay, this is at least for the levels they've been at some high end talent. And the coyotes uh, have not been able to score goals for a few years and really need uh, to up that quotient if they're going to move anywhere in the standings. Because you can't win yeah, every well, game one nothing. Only the Islanders can do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we talked pretty much Denver, the first part of the show. Um, there's a lot of interesting stories with the Arizona State Sun Devils as well. And a lot of it's got to do with guys they, they recruited, but also guys that came on the transfer portal. So I don't know if you have that list in front of you, or if you want me to pull it up and read the names. I got off, a but, second here. But when I look second. when I look through that list, I saw some some guys that were going to teams that kind of surprised me a little bit. And uh, but what I did see was an awful lot of talent. Well, and what that what that tells me, Paul, is um, we know what's going on in Alaska restarting. We know right. what's going on with Lindenwood restarting or starting fresh. We know that Colorado college has a new coach last year and he's really content on bringing in uh, a core group of players that are going to be around for a little while. So that didn't surprise me. Air force is air force. Um, And then you look at uh, Fairbanks 
And Fairbanks is just kind of a, a tough spot because Eric Largan does a really good job up there, yep. but it really is not where you go to, well, to search out NHL players, I don't think. Well, and no not, disrespect on that. No, uh, they, they, you know, they, they're, they're good college program. They had a really good season last year. And I don't think they try to be anything else. Um, and, you know, they, they know what they're up against. You know, and hopefully soon, you know, they'll get their biggest issue solved, like the five other teams. Uh, or four other teams, excuse me. Five, four, whatever it is. I lose track. Four. Uh, in terms of being in a conference. And, you know, so it's 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 at a different spot. And once again, you know, this is their second year back. Right. Because they, you know, they missed the COVID year. So, yes, you know, they almost had to start over again up there. Yeah. I mean, essentially, I think they kind of did, but uh, right. just not to the extent uh, of, say, Lindenwood or uh, Anchorage. But anyway, the point I was trying to make is Greg Powers has elevated quickly that Arizona State program. Uh, and if you remember, Ball, a couple of years ago when I was doing the five minute Powers play with them, I would uh, kind of semi-joke with them about when were you going to get more um, logos next to the players' names. And by that, I mean on the, on the on the roster when you see a NHL logo next to them telling, telling you that they've been drafted by a particular team. And he said, you know, this is what he always said out front. I, know we, I don't believe him, but uh, he said out front that it doesn't matter to me. I'm just looking for great college hockey players. But it does matter, and it's showing right now. Um, Denver, the national champions, have 22 players, um, roughly, uh, that have been, say, let's say 20 because two are alum. So 20 right. that um, are still going to be in their program, and I think Arizona State has 12. So in a program that's six years old. You mean to, drafted? To be, huh? You mean yeah. players that have been drafted? Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean – but isn't that you know, impressive to, for, for a six-year-old program to have well, that many NHL draft picks on your college roster? You're, you're, you're not in a conference. You're just now going into your new building for the first year, and yet you were able to recruit that level of talent? Well, I'm biased, so... Um, yeah, no, I know. You were the wrong one to ask, but anyway, but, I asked it. I mean, so listen, I mean, you're sitting here, and it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have nine players that are going to be on this year's roster at development camps. Now, were they all drafted? No. They were not all drafted players. But, to, you know, to get an invite, somebody has to like you. Somebody has right. to think you're worth taking a look at. Okay. Um, I wish that some of these things were other than Toronto, but it is what it is. Um. So, you know, good for the Jackson brothers and, and good for TJ Semptonfelter going up there to Toronto. Um, you know, we, it's common or uh, I, don't, I don't know what the word is common or accepted wisdom that uh, Robert Master Simone, who transferred in from BU, uh, was – probably one of the four or five best players in the portal. And he's got two or three years left. Um, so, I mean, and, and you know how I feel about Lucas Sillinger. Yeah, I certainly do. You know, um, you know how right I'm going to be, we'll see. Um, you know, and I thought by the end of the season, Ty Murchison, he's flyers. Ugh. Um, you know, was was without question ASU's best defenseman. You know, so um, you know, it's it's not like the cupboard is going to be bare at all. 
And when you get uh, a situation where you're, you're going to get the amount of people in that building every every night, especially the first couple of years, um, that's going to make uh, catch the eye of of, of, of of recruits coming in, you know, to, to, to check out the situation. And we know that he's lost recruits because of the building or the lack thereof in the last few years. So as we sit here and to have nine guys on the roster that are in development camps now between guys that are drafted and guys that uh, received invites and Denver's got 12, right? You said 12? Uh, 20. 20. Okay, well, all right. Denver's got a 90-year head start. <laughs> Or a sixty-year head start, but yeah, but still, it's point, almost double digits in seven years on a so roster. The point, the point being is that I think the uh, the Sun Devils have done a fantastic job of moving up the ladder in recruits and uh, picking yeah. up quality players. Um, well, I yeah, you know, I agree with that. I mean, um, this has a chance to be their best roster ever. Um, I, I, I think we've seen the coach adapt pretty quickly to the current circumstances, right? You know, he, he as he told us, you know, they, they, they tried to fill the roster with one-and-dones, and it didn't work out the way they had hoped. And, you know, they changed their plan of attack, and that's what you want to do. I mean, that's what good coaches do. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly so, what they do. Um, we're going to see there's going to be a lot of bodies on the ice when preseason camp starts. And, you know, I'm sure that he, like all the other coaches, are glad they're going to have an extra week on the ice with the players before the season starts. And when you're going to have a lot of battles, and I think there will be, you know, it 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 ramps everybody up because, like I said, if you get guys to a certain level, it's because part of them is their competitive nature. Without that, they don't get to this point. Right. So. Well, I just think, uh, and I'm going to take it full circle. I'm going to take it back to. Coach Powers and the and the uh, roadmap, if you will, that he laid out for the uh, you know for other teams that would like to make the jump to NCAA hockey, and uh, he's continuing it six years into the program because he's not only uh, showed them how to do it, how to get you know a plan in place to get a building, how to recruit, but now he's showing them how to excel at the NCAA level. And I know several teams are watching closely, and I can tell you the one in, in Las Vegas at UNLV, I'm certain, is watching really closely to see how you not only make the jump, but then make the jump and become successful quickly because we all know, if and you're the one that tells me this time and time again, if you do not have success, um, getting people is going to be tough. But when you have success, people tend to show up. Well, yeah, and and you know what? And at the level UNLV's at, they they get people in the building, and we know what a hockey town it's becoming, and that's going to do nothing but help. So, you know, this is, you know, I had a discussion with somebody. You know, people still resent the fact that ASU has a team. Forget about wins sure. and losses. Oh. Yeah. There are there are still plenty of people, and 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 you can't get a legitimate reason why they resent the fact that ASU has a team. And uh, we know that there are certain corners of the college hockey world that are very provincial. 
I'm sorry, very territorial. Yes. And, you know, we don't need to mention any names because everybody knows who we're talking about. Um, and, and I'll never understand it. Because you don't have to, those places don't have to go more than 100 miles to get anybody to, to, to find players to play. Well, I'll tell you, it, it's the fact that you got a big campus in a warm weather climate and you got a brand new building and the ice is probably going to be as good as anywhere in the north. And a lot of times now with the younger generation, like it or not, um, the players, the kids want to get away from from their familiar surroundings. They want to go try something new, whether it be going East Coast. If you're Midwest going East Coast or going West or going to Denver, um, they're looking at it more as an opportunity. And I've been saying this um, three, four, five years now that these guys that are coming to play at programs and when, when the program says, and I'll just use uh, Arizona State as an example, if they say, okay, guys, uh, not only are you going to play 24 home games, but your road games are going to be in Alaska. Uh, they're going to be on the East Coast. They're going to be in Denver. Um, th- that's attractive to kids nowadays because they want to travel. They want to see the world, to see the country. And to not only get the great building at home, but then get the opportunity to go to those places, um, that that's special to them. And I think well, that's why that's helped foster the success. And that also has helped to foster the resentment. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, like I said, I don't, uh, if, if you look over certain teams rosters, um, it's not like you've had a trouble attracting high end talent. As a matter of fact, uh, there are times where, uh, some of those players are from places where you would think them going to ASU would be a natural. So it works both ways. Yeah, it does. And, uh, and I, I just think that the jealousy comes from the fact that they're in the Southwest where the weather's nice, better than what they can offer. And now the uh, program has become equal or very close to equal some of the big schools. I mean, and again, I'm not knocking the Big Ten by any stretch, but I'm just saying, like, if you're going to play in the conference at the Big Ten, guess where you're traveling to and who's coming to you? You're going from Minnesota to Wisconsin. Big deal. You're going Minnesota to Detroit. Big deal. You're going Minnesota to East Lansing. Is big it? deal. I, I don't know. I, I mean. No, it's not a big deal. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I agree with it. I mean. The three of those schools are are blue blood programs. I know you're going to play blue and, blood and, programs, and a fourth probably should be. Out of it. I know, but you're not getting anything out of it except the college. Uh, I mean, a, a hockey experience. You you know, when you come to Arizona or when you go to Alaska, just ask the players at Arizona State. They love going to Alaska because yeah, they get to leave. It's fun, you know, and they also like you know taking the trip to China and they like, go, you know, I asked them several times about those cross United States trips early when they went to Boston. They said, that was cool. We got to spend two weeks on the road in Boston, places maybe we hadn't been before. Okay. Now ask a Minnesota player who says you're busing to Wisconsin, you're flying to Detroit, you're flying to Ann Arbor, you're going to Chicago. You, you know, I mean, I'm not knocking those places. I'm just saying they're almost all the same. There's nothing different about the Big Ten schools as opposed to being. So you're asking why there's resentment? That's why there's resentment. I, because I don't. It's not, now it's not just about playing blue blood hockey programs because you can still do that at Arizona State. But you can also get a non-conference schedule that takes you to Alaska and, you know, somewhere on the East Coast and upstate New York and um, Pittsburgh. And, and Denver, I mean, all these places that, you know, Minnesota's not coming to Denver. They should. They're not. They should. No, they can't. 
because they're locked That'd into be, a Big Ten schedule and yeah, five other be, schools in their own great, state. That would be a, that would be a great non-conference schedule. Uh, non-conference. Oh, weekend. did you not hear me? They have their non-conference is full of the teams in their own state. So if you play at Minnesota, guess what? You go to St. Cloud. You go to but Mankato. That's an but that's an economic Duluth. decision. You go to Duluth. You, no, it's not just economics. No way. You're telling me that Minnesota couldn't afford to go somewhere else? No. It's not economics. It's rivalries. It's local rivalries. It's keeping the competition in state. It's making sure that you're still the quote-unquote state of hockey. That's well, why you listen, do it. Listen, uh, okay. Uh, listen, I... I don't want That's to make it sound like them. because if, if, I don't if Coach it. Powers and Coach Motzko are sitting down next to each other with a recruit from Edina and, and Powers can say, hey, you know what, Mr. Edina kid, if you come to Arizona State, let me show you the campus. Let me show you the new building. Oh, and by the way, you're going to play the Gophers right here on Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah. By the way, when our when our home schedule isn't going on, we're going to Alaska and we're going to uh Colgate we're you know I don't care where they're going they, they're going other places then okay you're gonna play Wisconsin then they're gonna come play you then you're gonna go to Michigan they're gonna come play you then you go to Michigan State they're gonna come play you you know what I mean it's no different it's no different the geographic area is almost identical guess, so I think uh, that's where that's coming from I really do I guess I, I mean Trust me, Paul. I live there. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't a bonus trip to get to go to Houghton, Michigan, when you're in Duluth. It's similar, very similar. Okay, I mean, it's snowy. I get it. It's I just it's dreary. Well, now, this is if, why if I me, have issues. If you told me with... when I was in Duluth that I was going to get a chance to go to Arizona State. Hmm, that'd be a fun weekend, wouldn't it? Well, Maybe go a day early or two. Yeah, get four or five days in the sun to play two games and not give up anything, play a top-quality team in a good building, dare I listen, say great building. Listen, I, I anyway. you're, 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 you're trying to convince the wrong one. I'm just no, saying I'm not, that, I'm not that trying I don't to understand anybody. the resentment. I, I don't understand the resentment. That I'm trying to explain to you the resentment. That's what it oh, is. So then you don't then you don't ever want the game to grow. Then you don't ever want college hockey to expand. You don't listen. ever want to see anybody else play. Yeah. Well, listen to me. Listen to me very clearly. The people in Minnesota love to see it expand as long as it stays within their boundaries. Uh, I didn't. I didn't say Minnesota. You did. I know. I can say it because I grew up there, and I know that's why. That's why Augustana, just on the border, and that's why Mankato, and that's why Bemidji, and that's why UMD, and St. Cloud State. You go down the list. I mean, if they could put one in Winona, they would do that. If they could bring Crookston on at some point in time, they'd do that. Because, you know, but what I'm telling you is, is that in, in, in when I was growing up, man, if you could go from, from Duluth to North Dakota, oof. That was that was as good as it gets. It's not that way anymore. You can still do that. It's just not that way anymore for a recruit. Now the recruits are tempted by, oh, numbers of jerseys. Oh, brand new building. Oh, 80 degrees in the wintertime. Oh, you know, name it. You just go down the list. That's why there's resentment because Minnesota, any school in Minnesota can't offer those same things. Well, uh... I don't know. Does that does that exist in the other M state? Oh, yeah. Right next probably to it. Probably even more. Probably even more, Paul. I'm not talking about Massachusetts either. I know who you're talking about the Big M. Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? I don't know. Anything there? They're asked to play in the Great Lakes Invitational. Ooh, I get the bus to uh, another cold weather climate. Well, I didn't mean just that school, but okay. I know, but there's, it's the same as Minnesota. There's the same number of schools playing hockey, NCAA hockey, and it's all the same weather. It doesn't change. Okay. Uh, anyway. Listen, you, know, listen, you, you can play well, in, in, in the mitten. I don't know. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. That's all. Well, that's why there's resentment. 
and uh, it's it's not going away. I doubt it'll ever go away. And hockey to them, um, and to them, I can say, upper Midwest people is is hockey. Everywhere else is like okay, it's cute, but it's not real hockey. And Greg Powers is turning that around and saying like, oh, it isn't. Come and try us. Come and play us, and let's see if it's real hockey. And that's why wow. you have a Lucas Sillinger, and you have the Jackson Twins, and you have TJ, uh, and you have Something other talking. guys. Yeah, you have other guys coming from um, different climates to Arizona State because they realize they can still have high-quality hockey and have extras, have a life outside. You know, in Duluth, Paul, when I was there, uh, we very rarely went outside in the wintertime because you could get through the entire university in tunnels. You know why they did that? Because it was cold and snowy. Yeah, wow. Well, listen, um, all I will say is the ASU home schedule this year has one of those schools coming in. And I don't know, maybe that school will still win. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's the first time that they'll be playing one of those teams at home. And in front of, you know, 5,000 or so people uh, in a brand new building. So we'll see, right? Um, yep. We'll definitely see. Know, anyway, you know, I just wanted to tell you that's what the resentment comes from. And like I said, this was a discussion on the. On the and this is seven years in, by the way. Yeah. So, so bringing it back, though, full circle, uh, there are two. We cover seven schools now in the NCAA. And I realize it's not fair to three of them because they had to kind of rebound and uh, maybe even a fourth. But it's not fair to five of them, really. But when you look at the development camp rosters of two of the schools, they have a lot more than the other five schools. And we know Air Force is probably always going to be that way. Yeah, well, that they're in a completely different situation. They're, right. they're in a completely and we, Colorado we College. I expect that to change uh, very well, quick. Like maybe I'm even sure next will. year. And, I'm sure it uh, will. And Lindenwood with Rick Zombo there and his NHL ties. That's certain. That's going to change down the road. And the uh, same thing with Eric and and Matt Jasby up in uh, Alaska. That will change too if they can find uh, some sort of conference to play in. Yeah. Well, that that's. We, we could do a month of shows on that, right? Yep, absolutely. Good thing we got All a right. month. Anyway, we're going to get back to the strength of summer uh, on summer Sunday night with Leon Blinn from Arizona State. Tomorrow night, Stephen Marsh and I will be on with you on the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Take it away, Paul Hornstein. From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, Six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Koreans and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DrurieHotels.com. Jets Pizza, go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile, get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the Hurt Radio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network.
Very well done, my friend. We'll say a big congratulations to everybody who is in NHL development camps from the uh, seven universities that we cover. And uh, we'll uh, ask you to join us again Sunday night for another episode of College Hockey West Live when we will bring Leanne Blinn in, the strength and conditioning coach, world's strongest woman uh, at, from Arizona State to visit with us. And we'll tell everybody now, have a great night. And uh, join Stephen Marsh and myself tomorrow night as well for the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Good night, and everybody. Don't forget about Thursday. Oh, yeah, Thursday, the big show, the uh, yeah. Pro Hockey West Report. Yeah, that's video. That's not me. Episode that's two, guys. and it's yes. video, and yes. it's on YouTube. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody.